Hi, and welcome to Western Rite Conversations, a podcast where two friends and converts discuss living their Orthodox faith in an unorthodox world. Here are your hosts, Karen and Stephanie. O Heavenly King, O Comforter, Spirit of Truth, who are everywhere present and fillest all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and abide in us and cleanse us from every stain and save our souls, O gracious Lord. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Finally. How long has it been? Finally recording this podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to see the the recording happening in front of me. Yay. Miracles never cease. Oh, gosh. It's been a long time coming. So, how was your day? Fantastic. Was it? Yes. Busy, as always. It's true. But it was you. awesome. Mm-hmm. As always. That is good. Yes. I was with the baby all day. Oh my gosh. Cherub. He's he such is an angel. Amazing in every mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. possible. I babysit a two year old from time to time, and he's just, since birth, he's just incredible. He's like no other human or child <laughs> I've ever known. Just a joy always, and he was nothing shy of a joy all day today. That is so awesome. I know. I what love a... him so much. I just kiss him constantly. <laughs> what a blessing. He's so sweet. So that was nice, and it yeah. was a beautiful day today. It was. It was gorgeous. So, like, refreshing and... Blue skies. I know. Awesome. Funny. Mm-hmm. Beautiful It wasn't day. too hot. No, it wasn't. It was a very mild day. Very fortunate. Mm-hmm. So you want to get right into it? Yeah, why not? Jump right in. We have to or I'm going to fall asleep on you. <laughs> I know. This is way faster bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so the topic came to me in I'm, I don't even know how, and I've tried to go back and uncover, like go back in my memory and think, wait, how did this surface? Mm. And I can't. So I'll, I don't know. I don't even know how it came to me. But here it is before me. Do you obviously know who John Ritter is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, back in the early 2000s, he had a show that he was on. It was called Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. I don't ever remember that show. It was was a sitcom. It was kind of his comeback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was opposite Katie Seagal, who was the woman that was played on Married with Children forever. She was the mom on Married with Children. Wow. But she played his wife in the show. And anyway, this is when I used to watch TV. I don't even watch television anymore. But it was something that my husband and I used to watch together. And we really enjoyed it. Yeah. And John Ritter was just awesome. He's just this guy that you feel like you know. And he's so down to earth. And and it was Mm -hmm. on that show when he suddenly died. Like in the middle of that show airing. Oh, yes. I just saw something about that recently. Is it like the anniversary of that or something? I don't know. Because I just saw something come up reflecting on you know what the cast had to go through oh yeah you know and they they made it a part of the show when he passed away right it was super sad yeah and at the time i remember being so just sad Mm -hmm. and feeling like 
such a loss. Humanity lost someone really special. Right. And a person that never appeared to let Hollywood get to his head. Yeah. He just seemed like yeah. such a good, honest guy that you wanted to hang out with. Sure. So anyway, the podcast is not about John Ritter. <laughs> Memory <laughs> eternal. Segway. But, <laughs> but right. I, it, we are going to use that same title, which is Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Yay. Or in like our that. case, Eight Simple Rules for Dating Our Teenage Daughters. <laughs> our teenage daughters or our teenage children? <laughs> well, yes, it would be teenage children. <laughs> Sticking with the title of the show, I the, thought we would yes, go with daughter, but obviously this goes without saying that it is daughter or son. Right. But it's just much catchier if I use the that same title. I, of, says course, of course, of course. <laughs> so let's just go with it. We're going with it. So I came up with eight rules for dating our daughters, and I'm pretty sure that you're going to agree. If not, feel free to openly disagree. Sure, but I I feel pretty confident we'll be on the same wavelength there. Okay, well, let's see. We might have our first podcast fight. Ooh. <laughs> Stay tuned. Things could get juicy. Fight, 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 fight. Okay, so, so rule number one. Now we're talking to the prospective young man here, mm-hmm. right? Right. Rule number one is you don't call it dating. You call it courting. And that your intention okay. is marriage and that you're seeking clarity from God if our daughter is the woman that he wants you to marry. Yes. <laughs> There's slight hesitation there. I'm, just, I'm processing, you know, I'm a slow processor. <laughs> I, I had to process all the words, all the impact, you know, the meaning. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um that is. <laughs> She's rubbing herself, creating unnecessary background noise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stop rubbing. Stop moving. Stay still. Okay. <laughs> so, because <laughs> dating is how I perceive dating, or what I see happening with people who are dating, is you just sort of try someone out for your temporary pleasure. Well, and you know, our kids. They have this idea of what dating looks like, at least my son particularly, and of course my daughter. She's not really thinking about that, but my son is. And he kind of dismisses what I have to say about it along these lines mm-hmm. as if it's what, I'm, what, I, what I say in that, in that manner is so... Antiquated. That's the exact word I was going to say, but it's not what he's, I don't think it's really where he's coming from. It's just that it's, it doesn't matter to him or he doesn't think it's a big deal. He doesn't think what's a big deal. The gravity with which we consider this quote unquote dating is really courting and, and you really have no business dating or courting anyone who's not marriage material so he thinks it of it as more recreational non-committal possibly or how am i supposed to get to know someone if i don't date them Mm -hmm. and and i have to go through this process of explaining dating doesn't have to be or or getting to know someone doesn't have to be dating when you think about dating most people have an idea in mind 
and it usually involves romance and intimacy and that's not that's not our focus that's not rule number one (laughs) exactly exactly so i mean so is if i were to use that same phrase that we're using eight rules eight simple rules eight simple rules for dating my daughter eight simple rules for my son dating anyone else's daughter Hmm. this is correct this is that he he would approach a young woman through the lens of courtship right versus Mm -hmm. dating as our culture portrays that to us right so for instance say we have a social gathering coming on for it's it's our annual teen gathering for our parish right or diocese right Mm -hmm. and that is a unique opportunity to get together and socialize in a group setting and have friends get to know others Mm -hmm. particularly who are orthodox because because rule number two is there you go (laughs) you must be orthodox right (laughs) so and 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 i've i've it's be it's been a very um it's it's been a, a very big issue with my son as of late because he's 17 and this is what everybody's doing in fact you know he has a friend who's been dating a girl for 5 years you know it's like how do you date it's like you know father Josiah had said after a year or two you know, it's it's you really you would have clarity at that point as right. to whether or not you're going to right. proceed to marriage. So why are we? So that's after a year or two. So why are we starting this at 13? Mm-hmm. Because then by 15, yeah, are you getting married at 15? No, yeah, not right? Happening. Yeah. Not happening. So why would you even entertain it? So if you're going to start dating at even 17, so does that mean you're going to get married? 19, freshman sophomore year in college, right? No, that's not really what's going to happen. So, so dating is not feasible. It's not, I mean, I don't want to distill it to, to something to say it's practical, but it's not practical. Mm-hmm. It's not um, a priority if you have certain plans that would follow dating. Right. You would, you would pursue dating or courting at a time when you're ready to take that next step of marriage. Exactly. And prior to that, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so that's... And it's the... just, there's no end. It's just self-serving. It just, you know what I mean? It's not leading you to something other than just your own immediate gratification and satisfaction with the opportunity to just dismiss that person once they no longer bring you pleasure. It's really kind of disgusting. And that's kind of what happened with a, a friend who mm. is no longer dating this young lady or this young person after five years. I mean, five years you spent in a relationship that at this point has no meaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, it's not to say that you don't learn things from relationships you learn and from all relationships i like to think we learn things about ourselves and about others but <laughs> i 
I I would venture to say it wasn't a constructive correct use of your time and energy for that period of time. It could have been better. Yes. Yeah. There could have been a, a healthy, more godly relationship in lieu of that Thank you. one. I, I like that choice of words. Healthy, more godly way. I like the smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number two, you must be orthodox, which we just shared. Absolutely. I kind of and, threw that in and there. And so I'm sorry to follow that up. Mm-hmm. Why are we dating anyone who's not? Why are we even like thinking about anyone who's not? Well, we're not because we're not dating. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> of course, you know, I have, I'm, I'm going to confess right now, I have had someone approach me from my past. And I can't believe you're dropping this bomb right here. I am. <laughs> I said, so why not? I'm because, not prepared for this. <laughs> hey, you didn't prepare me for this either, right? <laughs> right. And I, I, I entertained it for a moment, mm-hmm. for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, what are you doing? You wouldn't want your kid to entertain it. I wouldn't want either my son or my daughter to entertain a relationship with someone who's not orthodox. Mm-hmm. So why would I even? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so yeah, I agree. Um, rule number two is you must be orthodox. Now, this mm-hmm. is obviously a mother's wish list. And some people, I can hear in the back of my head, some yeah. people thinking, oh, that's nice that mm-hmm. you think they must be orthodox, but that's not reality. And I don't the care. The kids would say the same thing too. I, I, and I don't care. This is they're... our wish list. This is our podcast. Right. I'm going to say what I want to say. And number two <laughs> is you must be orthodox. Preferably, in my opinion, uh, with orthodox parents. But hey, I'll accept converts. I'm a convert. <laughs> I'm a convert. And sometimes I think converts, and there's there's been a lot of articles that I've read about converts really being what drives the growth of the church. Yes. And you come in with this sort of... Renewed yes, sense of... Yes, that dedication and devotion mm, and right. enthusiasm and yes. all of that. So, right. Yes, but when I say you must be orthodox, I mean you're orthodox like Mm -hmm. it's legit you're receiving Mm -hmm. the eucharist you're regularly going to confession you're reading scripture you're living in christ the real deal not just i go and sit in the back pew every sunday or every easter and christmas and i leave or i was baptized orthodox no you are Mm -hmm. orthodoxy is you right okay let's move on that's said (laughs) (laughs) do we we say enough about that Mm. i mean the the kids are, are discouraged by, I'll just say that the kids are discouraged by, by what they see, what they feel as their lack of opportunity for yes, they meeting have voiced others. that, mm-hmm. and so and and I, I wouldn't. I'm not worried about that because okay, you only need to find one person, right? That's right. So this whole thing of having a huge pool. I was listening to something and they were discussing modern dating and mm. how you're online dating and you're just swiping, oh swiping, goodness, swiping. Right? And it's just this big meat market, right? Looking at pictures. Yeah. And, Whereas and years profiles. ago, we didn't have that. No. You had a very, very small pool. It was your community. That's right. The people that you could really reach only on foot. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Like how much selection right. do and you that, need? It was family social connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Family social connections. If it connections. was anyone from, you know, further than on foot. 
and the and the difference too, which I probably should have brought up with the number one, um, is that you would spend time with the families. That's right. Right. And then you would decide you wanted to be exclusive versus today mm-hmm. you date someone for three years and mm-hmm. then you decide maybe I'll introduce them to mom and dad. Right. That's messed up. Right. No, your family should be meeting this person mm-hmm. and sure. influencing yeah. and their opinion weighing in, your priest weighing in, your spiritual Absolutely. mentor weighing in. Absolutely. They're all helping you sort out this person. Right. Because it's very hard to be objective in that way when you're in this relationship romantic bubble yeah right not seeing clearly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure so yes um the real deal like really living in christ living the faith we we definitely want that we've made that clear and my son has said how am i ever gonna find an orthodox girl I said, God will find her for you. Amen. Okay? Look to him. (laughs) And the reason that you have to find and marry an Orthodox, or if I stick with the title here, the reason this young man coming to our daughter must be Orthodox Mm -hmm. is because of reason number three. And reason number three is you must be equally yoked. Amen. (laughs) Woo! And I want to share a story about that, that I read. It's a story of a young woman. She was a very devout Orthodox. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe let's say mid Mm twenties, very devout Orthodox. um, And she was dating a Roman Catholic Mm -hmm. and they were dating, I want to say for two years, two Mm -hmm. to three years. And now you would think, and now he too was a devout Orthodox. Roman Catholic, and they were both saving themselves for marriage. Wow. So one would think that they could get away with being equally yoked. Sure. Like that would be good enough. So in her mind, she had her life planned out with him. She was going to finish school. They were going to get engaged. They were going to follow that with a wedding, have a family while he was in medical school, all these plans. And after two years of dating, he was still unwilling to even consider orthodoxy as a way of life. So they were doing the church thing separately. Wow. And then her words are, and then, of course, it all came crumbling down. After two years, he was forcing me to choose. Stay with him and hope on a very slim chance that somewhere very far down the line, he would become orthodox or leave him and venture into the unknown alone and without a plan. I cried because somehow, I'm sorry, I cried because someone I loved didn't love me back. How could he love me if he didn't love orthodoxy? Whoa. That's intense. (laughs) Yes. And then she goes on. I cried for a long time. I cried because I no longer had a plan. I cried because I had to say goodbye. Right. And the story went on and she really did turn back to God and just wait on him. But- that Ooh. was amazing. How could he love me if he didn't love orthodoxy? Right. I had to read that about nine times. <laughs> right, right. Like, what? Yeah. I'm going to say it again. That's How could amazing. he love me if he did not love orthodoxy? And this is two devout believers. Yes. But, th- and, but that is true devotion. That's true devotion. That's true devotion. I mean, for both of them. They and, were unequally yoked. And that's, but I, that is my, that has always been my argument about um, when two people come together 
of different faiths, but they're not, they're, they're both Christian. You know, they're, right. just having, they're both Catholic, just Roman Catholic and Orthodox Catholic. I mean, wow. I know. Right? I, but I've always said that, that if anyone is truly devoted to their faith, yep. they cannot, they cannot be yoked to someone who is not. So I'm, and I, that's always been, yeah, I, I, and, and, and dare I say, okay, then if you're not truly devoted to your faith, then you can marry whoever you want to. And it really doesn't matter. And it, and as long as you never really have a true devotion to your faith, then you'll, well, you'll, if you don't have a true <laughs> devotion to a Christian faith, in my opinion, and I'm saying faith you in have general. no business getting married. That's just my opinion. I did not have a true devotion well, to a faith. My husband did not have a true devotion to his faith. Mm-hmm. We had no business getting married. I believe that. You can disagree. That's fine. But I am living the unequally yoked life. But you were equally yoked when you came together. Were you not? Would you say? Yes. You were equally yoked when you came together. But if we're talking to Interesting. A young man who wants to date our daughter. Yes. He must be Orthodox because Absolutely. he must be equally yoked. Right. Right. Well, because we know the way we've raised our children to be Orthodox. And we know we we know we know our children in in the sense of of their faith. What we know of our children right. and, and where they are in their faith. And, and so, having li- having right now me living unequal unequally yoked marriage, yes. I would never even I would never even allow that for them mm-hmm. or want that for them. Right. Even more so. Right. Right. And just reading the story, they they were pretty lined up in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that was right. enough right. to cause a break. Right. And for good reason. That's tough. I feel for her. Feel for him. For for the both of them. But they'll be. Fine. They did the right. They're thing. in good They hands. did the right thing. They did the right thing. That's right. They oh did the right and hard thing. <laughs> wow. So number four, moving along. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm over number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a while to think about that one, especially I, that quote. If you didn't love me, you didn't love orthodoxy. That was really powerful. Right. I, yeah, I know. All right, let's keep going. Well, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just remember, I just remember us having a conversation about how we would never leave orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. How you mm-hmm. know there was nothing that could tear us away, right, from the relationship with God through the church that we have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, that wasn't going to change. Anyway, <laughs> that's not going to change, right? Okay, number four. Number four. Chastity is your superpower. Yes. (laughs) You have chosen not to say no, but to say yes to God's plan Mm. for sexuality, which is a committed life of marriage and not using someone for temporary pleasure. You value purity in thought, word, and deed. Amen. I love the way you put that together. Thank you very much. Say it again. The whole thing? No. <laughs> it's okay. 
you've chosen to say yes to God's plan. And right. that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Chastity yeah. is your superpower. Mm-hmm. Okay, number we're five. Not, you were just going to say we're that. We're going to move on. Okay. So what else is there to say? There isn't. There, there isn't. isn't. No. no. That, that, you said it pretty succinctly. Thank you. <laughs> number five. You understand that the purpose of marriage is not happiness or fulfillment or self-gratification, but it's God's way to provide to humanity a way for them to save their souls. That's number five. That's number five. And I'm going to read this. This is a quote. uh, Father Alexi Young. It says, Unlike the wedding ceremonies in most non-Orthodox churches, marriage in the Orthodox church is not a contract. A legal agreement with the exchange of vows or promises between two people. Rather, marriage is the setting up by two people of a miniature church, a family yes. church. Yes, I love it. Wherein people may worship <laughs> the true God and struggle to save their souls. It is also a family church that is in obedience to Christ's mm-hmm. church. Amen. As St. Basil the Great says, it is natural to marry, but it must be more than natural. It must be a yoke borne by two people under the church. And this is the difference. In New Testament times, the focus of marriage, which we've talked about before, was switched from a primary purpose of producing children to a primary purpose of providing a way for human beings to save their Salvation. souls. The wedding ceremony itself is filled with rich symbolism that makes this whole aspect of marriage very clear. So this young man understands mm-hmm. that marriage is how we save our souls, how we save one another's mm-hmm. souls. Right. It is our path right. to salvation. Right. And right. when you understand that, that clarity, it, it eliminates so much trouble. You can you can right. suffer through things or hard mm-hmm. times right. knowing that that's for a purpose right. greater than you. For the salvation. Yes. yes. It gives yes. all things meaning. Yes. So it's yes. not just about your feelings Mm -hmm. or is this person making me happy Mm -hmm. or I'm not having my needs met, which I have zero tolerance for any of those conversations. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get angry this podcast, but I really do. You're not going to get angry this time. Are you serious? I'm too tired to get angry. I'm not getting angry, but personally I do have zero tolerance for any of that whole Yeah. Right. language of he doesn't mm-hmm. make me happy right. or my needs aren't being right. met and oh, I've, you know I've, on and on and on i've heard the those yeah those and i understand before. it because i mm-hmm. i have felt those things right however yes there is a greater purpose yes not everyone understands that though they Karen. do not i know and the grace that we have to have with i mean but oh, people need to understand that so many so many families and lives are broken, and, yes, and then broken again mm-hmm. through through not, through you know, not just one marriage, but then another marriage where the same thing happens again mm-hmm. because they don't understand. It hasn't, it's not even broken; it's shattering mm-hmm. yeah. and smashing, right? Repeatedly right. for generations mm. because they don't understand this. They don't see it. They and it's so sad. It's so devastating when you see families falling apart or people in marriage conflict for selfish reasons. It's very it's very sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what 
I'm supposed to do, I guess, in that situation in terms of imparting a little bit of wisdom or sharing something. It's, mm-hmm. That's a hard place for me. I struggle with that. I, I'm not just in marriage in all things, like entering into someone else's life and saying, hey, right, doesn't have to be this way, or here's right. the truth. Mm-hmm. Very difficult for me. I don't know how to do that. I don't either. I, I, I struggle with that because I, I, you see people in pain. Mm-hmm. You see them doing life. You know, as we all do life, but without Christ, without the church. That's right. And you want to reach out and just put your arms around them and say, it's okay. You know, this is, you know, there's a better way. Yeah, you have compassion. I, I don't have, I don't, I don't have it. Sometimes I do. But I get frustrated. Yeah, I know. And you know why I think part I of it is, and I was thinking about this today when I was out walking, I was thinking about why God did you open my eyes, it would have been so much easier to live in a bubble. <laughs> because when you know, yes. and other people don't know, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot that you mm-hmm. can do or right. anything. I mean, yes, we're called to witness and yes, speak into their life and compassion and mm-hmm. love and all those things. But ultimately, it's between them and God. So I know, but a lot of times I don't do what I know. So like Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I know mm-hmm. I should do. And that's, I think that's why it's so easy for me to look at other people and say, oh, there's a better way, you know, and like really want to. Uh... I want to know the right way to deliver the message. Yes. So yes. that they really, can be delivered. Yeah. Really so they can be free. Here and they can, right. Because God so, for whatever reason, worked so quickly in my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and un, under. You've always had a gift of faith. Ordinary faith. circumstances, yes. and so. I think, but it was it was easy for me. I mean, yes, walking in faith is a challenge, and I'm not saying it was just a piece of cake. But it, gen, generally speaking, mm-hmm. this was it was easy for me to turn to Christ and turn my life around and really commit and go forward. And so I get frustrated. Why Why was it so easy for me? Because that's not necessarily common or what I see. Mm-hmm. For most people, it's much, much harder to come to Christ. And they tend to, I'm just thinking of a few people I'm in close proximity with, not commit or fall back. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah for years mm-hmm. and never grab hold fully and i just want to go up to somebody and say hey you know jesus and have them go no tell me all about him and then i do and then they're like they're on board that's it like over coffee amen. one morning amen i love it <laughs> that's just not the way it happens for me time <laughs> why doesn't it though why can't it why can't it be that i don't know it probably has more to do with me than them God's working stuff out with me. It's called patience. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, have you ever tried that before? Let's have coffee. I want to tell you something. I did. Really important. I did. And I I hope, I think it's going to make things better for you. I did. You did. And and it was, it was received. Oh my gosh. And then it was dropped. Okay. And so... There, 
the, the fullness of the faith wasn't taken advantage of or pursued. Mm-hmm. And years and years have gone by since that time. Mm-hmm. Seeds were planted. Seeds were planted. Yes. But I would have loved it if you would have the whole garden them. was in bloom yes, for this person for all these years. Right. You know, and that's just sad because you want, I want to share that with people. I know. We just need to have keep having that cup of coffee. <laughs> you drink coffee anyway. It's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> I don't really think my body can one, take it. Just one a day. What do you drink a cup All of coffee a day? All the people in my life I could be having coffee with, one having this day. coffee talk with. One Oh my gosh. That's what you decaf. One a day. <laughs> one day. One, one a day. Challenge. <laughs> well, I did do today what we had discussed previously was really really boldly sharing the faith Mm -hmm. and so i sent those those friends on the fringe um a a chant today just outright like hardcore there's no way around it this is just wow chant which to the outside world yeah and i was thinking about how accustomed i am to that right but is so shocking to the outside world sure the the tones and everything about it yeah and I just was like, eh, forget it. I'm doing it. So I sent it. <laughs> I only got it's one. nice, too. When you just hit the send button and you're like, okay, done. I did it. You're like your finger <gasps> hovers, hovers, hovers. And then I just go, just press it. Just press it. <laughs> and then send it. <laughs> Whatever. Some, you know, these people, they've been friends with me for long enough. If this is going to send them running, that's, that's you know, right. they're, it's, they're not going anywhere. Really? Really? Yeah. Right. So. Awesome. That's so cool. Because... Um, Even they're supposed to be holding me accountable to the things that we talk about here, exactly. and I said I was going to do that, and so right. I did it. I'm just right. letting you know. <laughs> just, just so everyone knows, she didn't send me the chant. I'm feeling some kind. You're of right. Way. I didn't send you the chant, and it's awesome. I'll send it to you after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling some oh kind of way. Gosh, there's. I cannot manage all these relationships. <laughs> Listen, going back into my cloister. There, there is forgiveness. <laughs> All right, I'll send it to you. All right, okay, let's move so, on. Uh, sorry. So we, number six. That was number five. Yes. So number five is you understand that the purpose of marriage yes. is that salvation. it's a pathway to salvation. Yes. It's no longer about just yes. procreation. And that goes along, that goes along, and, or contract. Or contract. Right. Correct. Number six is you're dying to become a father because even though bearing children is no longer the focus of marriage, we are dying to one day become grandmothers. <laughs> So we're just going to slip that in there. That's not even. <laughs> can't I wait. wait. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I can wait. I can wait. But, I so, can't, uh, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Yes. About it. You want to have children. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Number seven. You will lead our daughters boldly. Amen. Bold is defined as having confidence and courage. And in a way that is not hesitant or fearful. Mm-hmm. And so you will lead our daughters in the faith in that way because it's contagious too. And so yes. lead, the, lead our daughters, lead your family, mm-hmm. and do so boldly for the faith. That That's is right. so, right. so, so important, mm-hmm. especially, again, being in an unevenly yoked marriage i'm leading spiritually right and i've said this before but it, you know it's it's out of order mm-hmm. and i want for my daughter to have her husband lead her boldly in the faith amen hallelujah 
I'm 100%. Yeah. And I want my son. Amen on that, sister. Absolutely. For his wife. And the last rule, number eight, and I would be very remiss if I didn't say this, given how much we talk about this. So the last rule, which is number eight, but it's really number one (laughs) above all others, is that your prayer life is the foundation for your entire life. Mm. And that you live a life of unceasing prayer, daily prayers. You lead the family in prayers. Right. And you pray for us as mothers because really we've been praying for you since the day our daughters were born. That's right. Amen. Yeah. I've been praying for my children's spouses. That's right. Yeah. So eight simple rules for dating our teenage daughter. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I'm so excited. I love that you've encapsulated it into eight rules i think it's so when a young man comes to the house we just send them this podcast (laughs) amen checklist already done (laughs) (laughs) well i have nothing more to add i think you covered it pretty well and i agree appreciate that you agree because you're probably the only person (laughs) in my life who agrees (laughs) it's nice to not be alone thank you (laughs) i appreciate your agreement oh my gosh (laughs) It is nice. It to is have very nice to kindred, share a kindred spirit, right? This with another mother, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, because there's You're right. there's no other I mother that I can share these thoughts with. I mean, not yeah. share as in have a conversation, but we are no. united, right. in this yep. desire yep. for our children. That's right. Ah, oh. what a gift! Amen. You're a gift to me. You're a huge gift to me. I love you. I love you too, Karen. Let's close in prayer. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Saints and martyrs, to preach the Lamb of God, and like lambs were slain, and are now translated to the eternal life that knows no hate. Pray fervently to Him that He may grant us the forgiveness of our sins. Blessed are Thou, O Lord, teach me Thy statutes. Oh,